from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. When Alicia Christopher first began coming to terms with her father's dementia, she didn't have to look far to find someone who knew what she was going through. Her cousin, Jody Finney, had been dealing for a few years with a mother with Alzheimer's disease. And now the two cousins have teamed up to form a new nonprofit, one aimed at helping St. Louis families like theirs. It's called the Caregiver Club. And joining us today are its co-presidents, Jody Finney. Uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. And Alicia Christopher. Thank you. Thank you. So, Alicia, your father began showing signs of dementia in 2019. How did that all first manifest itself? Um, well, you just could see some changes and some awkwardness, um, some uh, inappropriate behavior sometimes, which really got us thinking, you know, something's going on here because he wasn't acting as he usually does. And was that difficult? You know, we kind of get used to a parent being a parent, and then that starts to shift. Exactly. It's, just, it's extremely difficult and, and challenging. But, um, you know, my mom is the primary caregiver for my dad, and she is just such an inspiration. It's so wonderful. And um, so we all kind of got together as a team and my siblings and, and really tried to figure out the best approach and, and how to handle it. And you mentioned when we spoke the other day, it took quite some time to finally get the full diagnosis. It did. Was that frustrating? Very frustrating. In fact, we just really came back from Arizona for a true final 100% no more test needed diagnosis just on June 3rd. And we've been doing this for several years, but it was really fabulous to really get a final answer. Now you know what's what's causing this. Exactly, specifically. So Jody, you had dealt with this before this was anything Alicia dealt with. And in your case, it was your mother. Um, when did you start to realize, okay, there's there's some things going on here. This, this could end up being Alzheimer's. Yeah, you know, so my dad um, kind of came to us um, and my siblings about mom and said, you know, something is is wrong. Something's different. She's changing. And, you know, being a spouse, you know, and you can, you're, you're there 24-7. And so you really mm -hmm. are kind of the first person to really see the changes happening in your in your loved one. And so dad came to us and me being in, a physical therapist um, and kind of in that space was like, you know, something something's happening with mom. You know, her personality is changing a little bit. Her memory is definitely not the same. Um, we need to try to see if we can get her to the doctor. She was very resistant. It was one of those things like everybody my age forgets names and everybody my age has memory problems and everybody my age, you know. So there was definitely a lot of um, – kind of pushback from her to try to just even get her to the doctors. It took us almost a year mm -hmm. just to get her to a neurologist to start that process. And then it took another, you know, almost eight, nine months to get an actual diagnosis. And in her case, this was Alzheimer's. It was, you know, between um, she was able to get an MRI to show the um, changes in her brain and in the, and the actual um, testimony of my father and my, you know, and the family with the doctor. So those two kind of pieces of the puzzle were able to get the um, and sh the diagnosis of Alzheimer's, yes. Alicia, when you were going through all this, did Jody end up becoming a, somebody you could get advice from as you're kind of dealing with this brave new world of yes. a loved one, dealing yeah. with something so complicated? Absolutely. Our families are extremely close and always have been. So when we call her Mamie, her mom Mamie, when Mamie was going through that, we, you know, we were all there with them kind of on that journey. And then as we kind of went through a similar but different journey with frontal temporal lobe dementia. Um, it was 
it was great and and hard to to you know kind of realize we're both going through a similar journey but kind of different at the same time. And so it was some direct experiences with your dad that led to this invention that you kind of came up with that led to this nonprofit. Correct. Tell us about these cards. How this became something you realized was was really helping you as you dealt with him. Yes. So my mom had gone out of town because she just needed a break, which was great. And I said I'd be happy to stay with dad. And it was just very eye-opening and seeing her life and how things had changed and all the details of it. And for me, the hardest part was going out to lunch and dinner. Mm. I just felt like I had to keep explaining. I kind of had to go around the corner and say, you know, my dad has dementia. So I started writing on pieces of paper, my dad has dementia, please be kind. Or my dad has memory issues, please be um, helpful with us and kind with us. And um, Jody and her kids came over for Halloween and we were carving pumpkins. And I said to Jody, I just really want to do this. I want to help people get out. It, you you need to get out. You need to keep living, but you also don't want to. <laughs> and your dad, this was something he liked continuing to go out to eat, even though it was stressful for his caregivers. Very stressful, but he loves to get going. He loves to drive around. He loves to go out to lunch and dinner every day. And, and he, he can't sit still. His part of his dementia, he can't sit still. So... So he enjoyed going out, but you're feeling like you have to make these little handmade cards. You're talking about this as you carve pumpkins. What was going through your mind? So Alicia showed them to me, and I instantly, at this point, my mom is currently in a memory care facility, and she was at this time, but I obviously I still have vivid memories of being out with mom and in the public and she showed them to me and I was like this is fantastic we need to do this and so we did a little market research and kind of realized that we can you know there is a space for us in this you know the dementia community and so we started kind of the next day really um, met with a lawyer you know worked on a logo design worked on her name found a website you name it and all the very beginning stages of starting a new company Um, and we ended up launching our our company on Valentine's Day. So our, our website went live on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I could see some people saying, okay, you know, I want to make these cards. I'm going to put these together and I'll just sort of share them with, with people that I'm aware of in my life. You guys were kind of all in. Like you realized, yeah. okay, this is we need to do these cards, but there was almost even more to it. We need to be a support. Yeah, so we really realized being caregivers ourselves, having, you know, we're more likely a secondary caregiver. Our parents are the primary caregivers. But we really found that the caregivers need support. I mean, it is a 24-7 nonstop job. And caregiver burnout is very real and it is very um, on the rise because this the dementia and the elderly population is becoming, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger and then statistics are remarkable and so really aiming to help caregivers within the dementia community is where we've we realized we could have an impact and um, where we wanted to focus our time our energy our our funds Um, and our cards are really one piece of that puzzle so it's really one instant stress reliever it's a resource it's a tool for caregivers right now you can go to our website caregiverclub.org and you can buy them and use them yesterday and today and tomorrow and um, so that was where the cards kind of came in in terms of just an instant resource right now for caregivers to use in the community. So Alicia you're you're selling these cards you're also offering them as a caregiver gift set. Uh, What else is included in that? Correct we have a magnetic button pin that kind of shows for the caregiver to wear so that when you're out in public you kind of recognize that someone is with someone with Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, that is mainly for the caregiver. And then we have a purple am- 
amethyst bracelet that's just for anybody in the community to wear to support the um, Alzheimer's and dementia community. And so you're selling these. The goal there is to raise money that you can channel back into the same population you're trying to help. Correct. Then we can use the money for our caregiver initiative or our caregiver and companion outings. So tell us about this caregiver. This is a respite initiative. How does this work? Correct. So you can go onto our website and you can... um, nominate a caregiver, whether it's a paid caregiver or a, or a at-home family caregiver. And um, we, four times a year, we'll pick a caregiver and we'll send them an appreciation package just to let them know they're supported, they're loved, they're not alone, and give back to them was really our main passion to help them. I was intrigued by the fact that you weren't just doing this for people who were, were doing this for free. You're also doing this for paid caregivers. Why Absolutely. was that important to you? Because every caregiver, th- their time, their passion, their their patience is, is really remarkable. And with my dad, we do have some paid caregivers that are just our lifeline. They are the unsung heroes. We couldn't do it without them. And so what comes in if they're getting one of these appreciation gifts? So our first um, drawing we just did, our first giveaway was in June. And so some one is like four Cardinal tickets and a $100 gift card um, for the baseball game. And nice. um, we have Muni tickets. Um, we also have a four-hour package of respite care that one of the nursing homes has um, donated to us so that someone can go out if they don't have paid caregivers. That's great. And, and so people can just sign up to say they, they want to take advantage of this. And they then can nominate a caregiver. Exactly. On our um, website, you can go nominate a caregiver. Yes. And we should mention that website is thecaregiverclub.org. We also have that linked on our website, stlonair.show. And we are talking today to its two co-presidents. That's Alicia Christopher and Jody Finney, the cousins behind this. Um, and then there's another um, another element of this nonprofit that you mentioned briefly. That is these caregiver companion outings. What's the idea there? Yes. So we um, are actually hosting our first one this coming um, Monday, June 13th from 5 to 7. Um, we've partnered with the Women's Exchange of St. Louis. Um, and it is a completely free event for a caregiver and um, their companion with dementia. Um, and it's a fried chicken dinner. And we want to create spaces where caregivers can come out, bring their loved ones, bring with dementia, and be in an environment that's supportive, where everybody um, is going through similar struggles, um, where you're really feeling like you can connect and be in a safe space without having to worry about, you know, different you know, if somebody says something inappropriately, if somebody does something inappropriate, something like that. So it it allows you to really feel supported and be out, get out of your house, get out of isolation and connect with other people going through the same thing. So we encourage you, if you're free and would like a free fried chicken dinner, please go to our website. <laughs> Space is limited. So um, because we'd like to keep them small, we want to sure. keep them intimate for that exact reason. So, um, But then we also have a partnership with uh, um, Missouri Botanical Garden. We'll have another one in September um, where you can come and, again, free of charge, um, where you can enjoy the garden, you know, network and connect with other people in similar situations while the gardens and enjoy just being out of your home and in an environment that's supportive. So we're working with other companies and other organizations in St. Louis to offer more of those. So that upcoming dinner, this is the first you'll be having of that type. That is June 13th. We do have details on our website if somebody wants to sign up for that. That's stlonair.show. And Alicia, this kind of goes back to um, where we started with this, that this is these are people who know what you're going through. In addition to you don't have to worry about a flare-up in, in inappropriate behavior, that this is almost uh, maybe helping to create a community. Exactly, exactly. Support groups, you know, are fabulous, and it's more of an active support group kind of getting out. Isolation is really hard, and when you are with someone with dementia, you're 
you're, you're always a little bit worried. You're just not sure. And to be able to go out with people that understand and support you and know what's what's happening is, is, is really a blessing, I think. So your dad still enjoys going out. Is he going to be able to come to this chicken dinner? He will be there at that chicken dinner. I'm sure he'll get up and walk around. I'm sure he'll raise his glass and say, where's my water? And, you know, some of the fun things that he loves to do that keeps us on our toes. But yes, absolutely, he will be there. And uh, to enjoy it. Yeah, that's great. Well, this sounds like such uh, such valuable things for people who are dealing with this in their family. I have to ask, though, I mean, you guys are doing this as co-presidents. That can be tough in and of itself to have sort of two leaders in an organization. You guys are also both really busy. Jody, you're a doctor of physical therapy. Uh, your cousin is a former field hockey coach. You guys have very busy lives. How are you making time to squeeze this brand new organization in? Um, you know, it's a balance. And I think, you know, um, you know, I have four girls and finding the balance takes time and you kind of do it right and then you do it wrong and then you readjust. And um, so I think, you know, working through all of that is is a process. But I enjoy being busy. I, you know, I actually function. I'm a kind of one of those people that function better. The busier I am, the more I get done. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a joy. I also think the passion behind it, you know, my mom is just a delight to be with. And, you know, the disease is so stripping in so many ways, but there's still so much love and joy mm-hmm. that can be had with this disease. And realizing that it doesn't have to be doom and gloom every day is and is very impactful. And I think having that effect on people and watching that come back to us has been really exciting and kind of energizing makes you kind of keep going so well Jody Finney thank you for joining us today thank you and Alicia Christopher thank you thank you it was wonderful thanks for having us today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr our production intern is Avery Rogers our executive producer is Alex Hoyer St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.